0: Anchor FM, this is Etch the Edges. Well, we climb the steep cliffs of the divide, the issues that separate us from the right and the left, and we do the hard work of closing that divide. Find the common ground we know we all share. Hi, I'm B.S. Brown, your host, and together we will etch the edges. America has often been at the crossroads, and yet here we are again. What do we do? And how do we do it? Together, Let's get into it. Our purpose, to do the work. To truly peel away at the extremes, for it's the extremes, the extremes that divide us. The tail is wagging the dog. Small groups of people with outsized voices are commanding the stage and the rest of us, well, the rest of us suffer for it. It's time for all that to change. Let's lean into discomfort. Let's have the hard conversations And together, let's Etch the Edges. Welcome back to Etch the Edges. Today we have a very special guest. Someone who was supposed to be on a previous podcast where we had two outstanding brothers who were telling us about life through the filter and the dimensions of A Second Chance. These were gentlemen who had been behind bars, incarcerated, and they were trying to step out into the light to take the necessary leap forward to get what can only best be called a second chance, and talking about how to do that, and of course, how not to misstep to find yourself in the position that they found themselves in, one way or another. One of our special guests couldn't simply be on because... We were having some technical difficulties. You may know or recall that we were trying to bring that brother online and and things just weren't working out. But that's okay because we got him now. We're going to bring him on in and we're going to go ahead and and talk the talk and walk the walk. Now, before I go ahead and and, and introduce this brother, um, I want to go ahead and give him a bit of a prelude. So those of you who remember MTV, I'm the MTV Generation guy, there used to be this television show on uh, that talked about, you know, what it would be like or... Or say it differently, they introduced kids to incarcerated gentlemen so that you and I would understand this is not where you want to go. Well, he was one of those guys. And if you go back and take a look at it, it was a powerful statement, powerful testimony. And I am very, very honored and glad to have him on the show today so we can talk about exactly what that was like what his life has been, where he is now, and what wisdom, what pearls he has to share with us, brother Akbar Stout. Thank you for joining me on Edge the Edges. Well, I want to thank you
1: and the audience. Uh, I also want to give you know praise and honor to God for allowing this to happen. Um, and I'll just begin by saying that the uh, the MTV. show that you watched was uh, I think it was uh, 1999 or Scared Straight 99 or something like that. Uh, I think the producer was Mr. Steve Friedman or or something. But in any event, um, I was involved with the Scared Straight program for 22 years. Hmm. um, Our model was to learn the truth at the expense of our sorrows. Uh, And we uh, encountered uh, as you've seen on the video, but we also was off video, encountering at-risk youth, at-risk youth, uh, and and just explaining to them the perils and pitfalls of high school
2: dropout, uh, truancy, uh, drug use, teen pregnancy,
1: antisocial behavior, and you know, and just being wayward, just doing what you want to do when you want to do it type thing. And as a result, we've touched a, a, a number of, of, of people over the course of the 22 years that I was in the group. Uh, the group was um, pretty much um, uh, full, had a full head steam before I even
0: joined. And it was 14 years uh, and running uh, before my 22 years began. It started in 1972 or 73, didn't it, brother? Something like that? Well, well actually,
1: Out in 1972 by uh, some some older brothers brothers older than me that had this concept of
0: uh, not only changing their lives but changing the lives of others. Right. And it took um, four years for it to come to fruition because you had to have, uh, and like you talked about earlier about you know politics and things of that sort. You had to have
1: you know political people get involved and and. and Thanks to this this judge in, in Middlesex County and the sheriff, at, mind you, uh, in Middlesex County, the program got started. And, um, and, and ironically, I was one of the first kids to go through that program uh, in 1976. Um, so the brothers that imparted their wisdom to me at that time, I just was one of those guys that were. That was just too far ahead. I mean, I was one of those
0: antisocial behavior that I exhibited. Uh, I was smoking marijuana. I was drinking. I was taking pills. And I dropped out of school, and you know, so forth and so on. Um, and brother, before you go forward with that, when you think back on it, what do you attribute that to? Why? Why? Why did you decide? to take that path anyway. What, what what led you to go ahead and engage in that type of behavior? Well, I'm going to tell you what led
1: me. And, and it's, 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 it may sound corny, but it was peer pressure. I wanted to be like the other guys. I didn't want to be like my parents. They worked hard every day. They came home to, you know, you know how it goes. You,
0: yeah. work, you continue to work, and then at the end of the week, it's like, what am I working for? I don't have nothing. It, yeah. yeah. So I didn't want to be
1: like my father who drove a truck all day. I didn't want to be like my mom who worked in a nursing home. And I just felt like I was the black sheep of the family. And when you feel that way and when you outside of the home, you're going to be attracted to
0: the pimps, the drug dealers, the hustlers. And, and, and you know, the, the, the people that's opposite of how you was brought up. Right. So it was, it was peer pressure that led me
1: into smoking and drinking. And I'm going to tell you something. It, 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 my my descent was just as quick as my escalation. Wow. And say have to say this. I started smoking marijuana and, and I, I, I can trace it back to the very first time that I smoked marijuana. And I'm 60 years old now, so you're talking about some 48 years ago, I smoked marijuana. The problem was, I fell in love with getting high.
0: Well, all right. That's, that's where,
1: where marijuana took me is where I saw anyway that that's where I wanted my life to be. Mm. Yeah. So, but it quickly escalated to Dumping pills, drinking, uh, and eventually sniffing cocaine and sniffing heroin. And once you do that at a very, very young age, I didn't have no skill set. I was young. I dropped out of school and I started carrying guns. I started mm. breaking into people's houses. I just started stealing and just just doing everything opposite of what my parents taught.
0: Right. Um. Friends, it wasn't the old friends, the guys that were playing baseball, the guys that did their homework, the guys that got the garbage, you know, that corny stuff. The corny where, folk. Where, where, your, where your parents try to instill responsibility in you at a very, very young age. I didn't want that. And like
1: I explained to you or alluded to earlier, I didn't want to be like my parents. Because mm-hmm. I, I was like, well, I'm not going to drive a truck. I'm not going to work at a shop. I'm not going to do none of that. I'm going to do me. So, as a result of of you know me getting in trouble in school and being kicked out of school and having a tutor sent to the house and I ain't, when the tutor come in, in, in the front door, I'm going out the back door and stuff like that. So, and and it wasn't as if I didn't have great great parents. I did. I had great parents. I I, I blame
0: nothing on my parents. I blame it on me and my decision making. Well, can I can I jump in on that one, brother Akbar? Just Yeah, just ju- just the perspective because you say a couple of things that really resonate with me, right? You say it, and you say it's, it, it it does sound corny because that's what we call it and you don't want to be a square. Nobody does. But all of that to me is a function in which the environment you're in. So, your household may be tight. They may be trying to raise you right. Square is just fine. Square keeps you out of trouble, but outside the home, in the neighborhood surrounding the environment, the folks who are doing it and looking cool doing it, you know they won't end up anywhere good, but there's no better message out there. To me that that that's the key. So, it 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 it, it you do take accountability, you're responsible and that's great. But your environment did that to you too. And you can see that In any U.S. city today where the environment in the hood is still telling kids. Kids want to be cool. They want to be able to eat. They want to be able to go to school. They don't necessarily start out wanting to commit crime, but everybody else doing it. And, you know, all this other stuff. You want me to learn these things, and I don't even know if it. I remember one of my boys, my friend, he told me, and needless to say, he got himself into a bit of trouble. He was like, I'm not going to make it past 22. So what's the point? You know, all that stuff y'all are talking about, that's not for us. And that was what really hurt inside, too, to hear him say that, because, you know, my I kept my head in books, and I always believed, no matter the hardships, that we could succeed, no matter where we were from. But all of us don't believe that. Still, I try to get kids educated in computers now, and I still hear the message sometimes from some kids that, That's not meant for us. I'll play a video game, but I can't make one. Yes, you can. You know what? Uh, Dad,
1: you just hit a serious point there because I never looked at that. I mean, I looked at the environmental aspect of it, but my parents always tried to shield me from that because we were always in an area where
0: none of that was around. Yeah. But that, but that still didn't stop me from finding that. Finding it. Yeah, it's there. It's always there. So, you know, although I was in a, uh, a tainted community, so to speak, the projects wouldn't far from it. Yeah. You walk up the block, three four, three four blocks. Then there is. it is. <laughs> you understand? So you, you're right about
1: the environment because not only the environment, but, but, but just going back years where you have both parents in the house and stuff like that. So, but... He,
0: now, you have single-parent homes. Yeah, yeah. And that plays a, a
1: major role because a mother, no matter how tough she is, no matter how great she is, and how, she can be a, the best this scenario on earth. She's not a man. Okay? She can only
0: raise boys up to a certain point. You, you understand what I'm saying? So you yep. need that... You need that 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 I ain't
1: gonna say no indelible figure, but you need that man, that that no nonsense type dude. You
0: know what I'm saying? That's gonna give you that tough love, but it's also gonna show you some things. Absolutely. What I find what I find, Nogbar, and you and you hit the nail on the head with that, and it it to me it becomes even more expansive. And I keep talking to people where this piece comes up. And that that's changed over time. We keep losing that, but it it usually it we know it can't be just the mama, because the boy or the girl is gonna go out there and find something. And to your point, I grew up in the suburbs, but one of my best friends used to steal radios. We were thir- we were fourteen, and you know the 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 nonsense was right down the street. It was, it was right down the street, and. What even though back then there was this feeling in the air of, of one person to the next, I think as time went by we continue to lose that. And my point, and I'm gonna get to it, is the 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 lack of community. So if there's a mama with a son, where the men at? I don't even if the daddy ain't there, get get that out the way. Where the other men at? Because the children need to be raised by the community. Bottom line, the parents were there to try to help to support the kid. They should not have to do it alone. It takes all of us. And sometimes it takes us to help raise each other when we're 25, 35, brother, even 45. Because we know, you and I both know for real, that some people don't grow up, they just get older. And hey, hey.
1: 40. Forty. So I went in at the age of nineteen and I came out at the age of fifty-nine. However, there was there was some internal traumas that I never addressed. I went in nineteen. Some of the same behaviors that I had, even though I did 40 years and I've grown this and I became spiritual and I became this, that, and third there was still some things that i didn't deal with so when i came home
0: i came home in april i was still like awesome like i had a 19 year old thoughts sometimes I, I, I got to keep it honest with you yeah 19 year old frame of mind yeah i hear you in, in a 60 year old body
1: you understand? Know so right. so i Because the about leaving the penitentiary The nostalgia of your freedom Runs out
0: quickly wow. And
1: life shows up At your doorstep in a, in a hurry So it wasn't
0: until I got a bill mm. In the mail Like that well. 19, no more. You, you understand what I'm saying Yeah grown up just showed up at the door Grown showed up at the door
1: Too bad, my son, maybe I can help someone Or they can help me. But I'm always looking for help. I ain't got all asses. And I'm never gonna have all asses. Right? But what I do know is that if you're
2: asked, and you know, I excuse my friends, people say it's English, but if you're
0: behind, don't go to school. You're gonna be left behind. Well alright. Okay, now if there's
1: nothing wrong with going to school.
0: Thank you. It just ain't everybody that I know of that's successful, guess who they went? School. They went to school. Right? and and,
1: and even though the, the everything that we, we the bars, the clubs, the
0: this, the that, that we was trying to do, they're doing. It. But they got the education in doing. On top of that, they yep. Got their own own homes enjoying. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: about you
0: for real for real for real i mean
1: i mean in order for you to to get involved with anything street street wise, you gotta become a funky yeah even if you like for me uh growing up like i said i was i was pretty much jaded or from some things but i found my way to things so it wasn't nothing for somebody to look at me and say yo. are so, and get this, I'm going to do this, i going to do that. So, it's just like you know, you being a cat, mm. and so you cut your teeth in the game, or whatever the case may be. But you gotta start somewhere, and it's the same thing with this gang activity that's just everywhere. Yeah, right? Um, you don't get to the top without blood on your goddamn hands.
2: Mm. You know what I'm saying?
1: It's just, it's just that's just how it
0: go. Yeah. It, I'm not trying to ruffle no feathers or anything like that there but I'm just trying to... That's the real. It's the real yeah. deal. You you got to do dirt to get in. Absolutely. But see, I'm a, a, if a young man or
1: a young girl or a young sister is, is thinking about well, I want to be like him or I want to be like her
0: and I want to do this, that and third, you can really
1: throw your life away. That's the bottom line. And this is what I've seen with my own two eyes is that you may have Somewhere, all eight of y'all coming to the penitentiary. Why? Mm. Because one person bought their guns. So instead of you taking your own weight, you bring seven people with you. So that's nine lives destroyed now. Nine families destroyed. Yeah. Now we have a
2: victim. Let's put that out front. It's because it's it's, it's victims' rights,
1: victims' compensation, and things like that. So so it's the victim, and then it becomes. You and your family, and whoever else, the cold finish or whatever. And what hurt me the most during my time, man, is, is, is my mama told me one day, she said she was at a function. Everybody was talking about their kids. Mm. She couldn't. Man. She could talk about, you know, my sisters, my brothers, but when it came down to me man he got life in prison life in prison now so it goes that now now you know when you go to closest and stuff like that people look at you like well, damn what well, well you must have dropped the ball on they, they, they try to blame it on the parents not knowing that the parents
0: did all they could yeah so um and I know i said a lot but I'm jumping all over the place. No, but this but, is you you already know Awkward. We talked about this before we got on the show, brother. This is yeah. a space. This yeah. expand. Yeah. You you get to speak your mind, man. But I, 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 I did a, a, a lot of videos, man. Uh I think I was on TV,
1: radio. And I met some real prominent
2: people. I, I was
0: and, and and I was also in the movie with Spike Lee, you know. Oh wow, I didn't know that one. You in that? I'll tell, tell people this all the time. When when Denzel West, was sitting at the uh at the head of the table, it was the brother named Kuzama, and it was me sitting right there when we <laughs> were talking about New York Knicks. Wow. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to go back and check that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, he got there and I had a uh I think I had a a, a yellow a yellow sweatshirt on I wanted everybody to see me. You know <laughs> I hear that. I took somebody's life. You I'm saying? So that's yeah. no I mean, you can't measure up well how much do you do for life? Uh, I, I mean, I for eye, two, for two I mean if you really want to look at it. Right. But I'm guilty. I'm not innocent. I I I'm guilty as charged. I was supposed to be in prison because my behavior led me to prison. If you don't mind, brother, can you talk about that circumstance? How how how, how, how did you fall into that and in, in do that? Well, Right. Go do it alone, no crew, no nothing. Yeah, and I, you
1: know, but um, I walked in the corner store, man. First of all, I surveyed the area, I surveyed the landscape, I sat, went across the street,
2: and,
1: you know what I'm saying, just sat around. But I wasn't high, I was, I was what they call ill, and
0: I was sick, but I needed the money so I could go get high. Yeah, you were feeling that you were feeling the need. But you were lucid enough that you knew what you needed to do. Absolutely. I got you. Wow. I wanted to get high. Yeah. And so I went on a, I went on a, I went on a run for like three, four weeks. As a matter of fact, it was it was, it was a month. It was exactly a month. Yeah. I went on a run, staying at other people's houses, staying in different towns and stuff like that. Meanwhile, my mama got a house kicked in. Wow. Police, you know, had drove them all out the street and stuff like that. But of addiction, you don't care. That stuff doesn't matter. And, 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 and it didn't
1: resonate with me or dawn on me till I had 10 years in. When I was laying back on my phone in State Prison, I was like, damn, man. I took my parents, and I took my whole family, and even the community. Because I had the community. I
0: took community Yeah. And um, and and my behavior destroyed the fabric of the community, and I didn't know how to repair that. Yeah, but that's a powerful thing. That's a. Just want to take a a breath, of breathe on that one because that's a very, very powerful statement. Just a couple of things that you walk through that you know really resonate with me, and and I hope folks can internalize it. Because when we talk about human behavior and, and psychology and what things can do to you, sometimes we look at it and we treat it like it's a movie or a television show or something because it's it's not really that real. It's distant, but these are real things and these are real people. You were so deep in addiction that you were that you got lucid while you were fiending for your next fix, that you got ready for the robbery. You planned the robbery. You went to execute the robbery and you immediately took somebody's life. A billion possibilities right there, gone in an instant. And you kept the presence of mind to run, to get away. But your goal was the, the fix. So it wasn't to run away just simply to escape. It was run away for the objective of still getting high. I, I say that and I, and I want to dive on that real hard because... Folks need to understand what kind of illness addiction really is. And I think as the years have gone by, people start to really get it more and more, larger and larger. But I still don't feel we're there enough because when someone is in that kind of addiction and that kind of pain, it takes more than one, two, three, four, five in in the community. You need systems. You need people in numbers in place to help break that. It took you 10 years to see it. Ten. And I'm gonna tell you something too, uh, Derek. It
1: see every, everybody hits their own rock bottom. Yeah. Um, you can't paint every
0: person that's addicted with the same paintbrush. Right.
1: psychotherapy and all the rest of that stuff while I was in prison. I had, you know, quote-unquote, uh, the best, you know, psychologists. you know what I'm saying, sit down with me, you know, to have, um, you know, uh, confidential uh, meetings and stuff like that. And, and, and I was their client. But I was traumatized years before I even picked up the, the goddamn uh, the Wow. So... But going back to that,
0: it's, 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 it's like, I don't know, it's, it's scary. Yeah. Because I know, I know there's children out there
1: that have been through some things, that have seen some things that they're not willing to talk about, that they're willing to take to make bread
0: with them if necessary. Yeah. But those are the things that's that baggage. That's weighing you down, holding you down, and to, to to try to get rid of it, you get high. Yeah. You to it. Yeah. You
1: understand? Know but but and then with your addiction, you don't have no feelings in your addiction. The only feeling you have is a sickness. That's it. You can't function unless you got that bitch. So you have no emotions. There's no emotions in addiction.
0: Fix. fix. There's, there's no that trauma's been pushed so deep and covered so much by those drugs that you can't do anything else but get more drugs. It's just a habit now. It's a never-ending cycle. It's a habit.
1: To me. Look, and still, bro, still
0: got my right? My, IQ, my little swag and all that. But, but you feel him, you feel he him. He's talking to, to you. He was talking to me. Yeah.
1: So, you know, Christmas, whether you believe in it or not, it's still a time of bliss.
2: It's still a time of family gathering. It's a time of presenting presents. It's a time of accepting love. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was my ass in the street
0: wanting to get high, take somebody's life during a holiday season. So, I didn't know how to
1: process that. And, and I'm only being honest, man. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to sit in and try to be no big, bad, tough guy or nothing like that. I'm not one of them. Okay? And whatever I portrayed on TV with the Scarce Big Program, that was my job to portray
0: that to keep somebody out of prison. I hear that. I, I, you know, so did did you, did you let, let me ask you, Brother Ogba, did you ever get a chance to talk to the, to the family of the person whose life you took?
1: In New Jersey they have a program called Focus on the victim And what that does is it don't it, it 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 takes you away from your own feelings. Now you might feel that the system wrongs you or you got too much time or this and this that third, it actually puts you in line with uh what's the word that they use, man? Right? Um oh man. Uh, it's the word that, that fixed that. But anyway how the other family is feeling. So, but in that program, in order for you to graduate from the program, you got to write a letter.
0: That's, it, it, everything was a word I Okay. Empathy with the other family. Right. Right. Yeah,
1: if you with your program to hell how much time you got
0: in. You took somebody's life, you understand what I'm saying?
1: You yeah. don't really deserve to be walking this earth anymore, you understand? What I'm I mean, for real, for real, I mean, yeah. Well, I got that second chance, and you spoke about Ronnie Long and uh, and uh, um, Bernard Mills, how they got a second chance, and we all grew up in prison together. Uh, me and Ronnie, and
2: Ronnie was on death row, uh, uh, there, uh, 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 Mr. Mills. He taught me a couple of things. Cause he's
0: a little older than us. Yeah. But we still grew up in prison.
1: Um. So, with that said, man, um, that forgiveness thing, I didn't know how to embrace that. I really didn't know how to embrace it because I know that deep down inside I was convicted, right? But as long as I was getting high, I ain't give a fuck,
0: man. Yeah. You were getting high to not give a fuck. Gone way beyond that. Way beyond it's that. Way beyond, because I was by myself. Yeah. It, 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 you understand? So so
1: that, that threshold with a peer pressure was when I was in my uh uh in my little uh early teens. But as I got older and as I started getting higher more and more and more, peer
0: pressures were not and get me here. it's my decision made. Right yeah. As you said, you accelerated and you descended. You picked up your drug use and you fell deeper into the sunken place. Later to, to bring me in. But even, even though we had a relationship throughout the years, yeah. we had a relationship throughout the years, but it, it, was, it was more of a. It wasn't a, a father-daughter relationship. I got so you. It, yeah. It wasn't, you know, because fathers is taking their daughters' places. Fathers is the family on their knee when they come to the playground. Yeah. So you I get you. I get you. I get you. So, the, you know, the role I had to play and
1: the role that she accepted me from playing it, you know, while I was in in, in the penitentiary kept us connected.
0: And, uh, as you see, she helped me with this. you know. Yeah, she did. She's right there for you. So, and I always lean on her. Yeah. the the yes the faces the game will change, that means the blueprint is still the same that's right and that's the part that needs to be broken up and destroyed. Wow. Um, And I I ran into I ran into
1: quite a few people, matter of fact, a couple officers that worked in 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 the penitentiary came through the scare Strip program, but they now retired. They retired officers,
0: they retired sergeants, lieutenants, but they they got the message. Yeah, that's something else.
1: Said to show them this is a direct result,
2: especially for the one that OD. This is a direct result of drug use and abuse.
0: This is what happens. This is what happens. This is what happens when you ain't got your ass to school. Yeah. you come in somebody's window, you try to break in their house and they blow your brains out. Yeah, wow. You're 17 years old on a slab. You understand? So, so, so they have examples. Well, now, Akbar, you went through a first round of Scared Straight. Do you think that if you had gone to the morgue and did this other program that it might have changed you? Because, you know, you know, addiction is hard. No, 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 no. And that's the reason why I say
1: no is because I was too far gone before right. I got there.
0: Right. Okay. My, I, I, I done already
1: made my bed, so to speak. Yeah. I done made my bed. You no, know, all my friends was been in jail. You understand? Know yeah. And carrying guns, you know.
0: We just doing what we do. Doing what? Yep, I got you. I got so you. There wasn't, no, wasn't no, no, I, And, and, um, and not to say that I, that, that I wonder
1: that. You know, I, you got people throw rocks at jails. You know, in the, the winter time they want to get warm. I needed to go to jail because. That, if not, they'll save my life I'm yeah. that. It, it literally saved my life And it gave me an opportunity To grow as a person Okay I ain't gonna say Grow as
0: you Notice I didn't use the word Hello Yeah, well, I'm here I'm here I don't know what I ain't gonna say Grow
2: as a Grow as a man But grow as a person I'm Yeah
0: Let me ask you this though so because we got programs that you know want to try to f- fix it before you get to that point, then of course after the fact we can try and do things to prevent recidivism, that's that that, that second chance we, we know that. Can you think of and, and I would say I would ask this of you when you look back and you're in the middle of it, you know like you said, you're too far gone, is there anything? Some program, some anything you would have thought of when you look back on it that would have pulled you out of that, would have saved you, would have saved that 64-year-old man's life and kept you out of those streets? Is there anything that anybody that you can think of could have done to say, if someone had intervened and done A, B, and C, everything would have been different? I remember you I, saying that, yeah. I mean, I love baseball. So I had baseball coaches. I had clergy. I had uh, the dare program with with, with with officers used to come and and take us places to the zoos. I we went to Smithsonian institutes. We went to uh, uh, the libraries. I mean, so it, it, everything was at my disposal. So yeah. I had, the, I had everything, but I chose to dismiss that
1: and just do what I want to do. Right. And as a result of my decision making, see, when
0: you turn left, you turn left. You turn right, okay, you're going to get it right. You understand? Know i yeah. turn left. And, ironically, I'm the only one out of my family that turned left. Wow. Which goes back to you saying, you were the black sheep. You were the black sheep. Wow. So,
1: so those programs that you're talking about, Derek, those programs were in place. Matter of fact, they were more in place back then than they, what they are now. Wow. So I had opportunity at yeah, the opportunity. Wow. I had snaps on the wrist. I had, I had all that. You know, they even used to take us to. Uh, as matter of fact, we were to go see uh, um um Doctor J play uh, uh one night. Now they used to take us to the
0: that so I was exposed to all these things and I still You still chose left you turn left and I still left. Man. So sometimes that's just the way it is. Well unfortunately Yeah. Yeah.
2: I wanted to be
1: the tough guy I wanted to be the one that was feared I wanted to be the one that was high on time I wanted to be the the class clown I wanted to be the
0: jokester the the comedian I wanted to, you know, uh, the the girls and the the, 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 the ghetto celebrity status and all the rest of that stuff yeah, I got you you know, but it's all for naught yeah I mean, we, like you said, it takes the village to raise a child. But even that village cannot determine a person's decision making if he chooses to be left to his own, own demise. I cannot argue that, brother. I can't yeah. argue that at all. So, but there's, there's, there's countless
1: guys that were going through the same things that we just discussed. Thousands of them. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the the, the staggering
0: numbers of of black youth and institutions, it's 12 to 1. It's tragic. You you understand? Yeah. We don't see the human being. A heavy load, it's a heavy load,
1: it's, it's very heavy, but thanks to guys like yourself, and I'm not trying to blow smoke at you or nothing like that, there, but thanks to guys like yourself that's you know putting a, a different spin on things, man, trying to you know
0: uplift the people, so so to speak. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're going to change a person one person at a time, but I'm quite sure you've done that already. I have, and in an, an point and passion, and Perhaps, hopefully, as you say, with the right kind of progress, I can do more. That's the only reason I'm doing this because I know when you shine a light on a thing and you 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 humanize and you share a story, because it's a story. I mean, I even think about it right now, but I get excited about the very thought of because you you pose an intractable case when and you talk about it, and I think it's powerful for folks to understand. I I want folks to really hear that that. You had every opportunity and you still turn left. Still Folks turn. need to understand that that has happened. It happened to you. We've got someone who it happened to right here and it's happening right now to someone else. Mm-hmm. To me, if you would understand and tell the story, then perhaps that's one aspect. Someone may be moved to not turn left. Someone may just be right there at the right time to not prevent the full turn left, but maybe make it a slight curve. Everything in life happens in degrees, brother. It happens in degrees. And even if the whole community can't come together and do the right thing to turn it all the way right, maybe we can lessen the pain and at the very least, save a life. Those are real possibilities those are real possibilities and that and that's what i want to put my heart my faith my energy into because i feel it in my soul that those are the right things and telling others that and having them hear directly from somebody like you who's gone through it and i mean and then it, it, it despite the fact that you've gone through 40 years of incarceration brother boy you've and and you know and to your point to your point we don't I don't want folks to think that we're discounting the fact that you took a life you you have said time and time again you take responsibility for that action you're putting that out there but you've met celebrities you've done a good bid through Scared Straight you understand what happened you 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 get that and you're here telling it because hopefully just telling it. Can moves hearts and minds and perhaps we can do something a bit better and change this. That's what we've got to be about. And and, and uh, I've always said, man, even before I got
1: to do those programs I was talking that you talk about MTV and everything else. I've always told the producers, man, that I don't want to glorify this
0: shit. Yeah. You understand? Know I don't want to
1: as a group and as a unit, we're trying to help people. But I don't want the, the, the fanfare. I don't want the the, the,
0: the, the status that comes with that shit. Right. Just, I'm, not that, I'm not that. type of person. Right. Right. I
1: mean, you may see my hard exterior, and you know, I had to you know do some things in order to survive in the penitentiary. I mean, because you you pretty much in a world of, of its own it
0: has its own uh, rules it has its own laws it's, it's, it's a concrete jungle so to speak you know so you gotta protect yourself you know what I'm saying if need be yeah so the, when, when I, when I, the point I'm trying to make is I've never wanted to be that upfront type person I've always wanted to be in the background but through fear of reprisal, that always got me to be towards the front. I can hell it, yeah. but I prefer to just be sitting on the sidelines, man, being that, that, as you said, that pearl or that jewel, and prayfully hoping that somebody re- responds favorably to the podcast and whatever else we're doing absolutely absolutely well brother look i just want to say thank you for taking the time we have etched some edges tonight i want you to know that brother well thank you for sharing your story it's a powerful one and we've got more to unpack um and we'll continue to do this and like i said there are other things me you ronnie and um and brother bernard want to engage in because um it's 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 necessary work we want to make sure we do something to impact recidivism we want to make sure we do something to impact those people who may be considering such a path and if you know if scared straight doesn't work maybe we can think straight and if you shine a light on the situation and give somebody the ability to cr- think critically it comes down to the decision making it's left right but all of a sudden the smoke is clear the filters are removed and they see well wait a minute wait a damn minute I'm not going that way. That's right. I'm going right. Well,
2: if I, if I may add on, I just want to
1: end on this note, then you can take it away from there. I'm, I'm I'm often asked, and they don't know until I unless I tell them that I don't carry myself like that. But I'm often asked, how do I how did I do forty years? And my answer has always been, I'm guilty.
0: Mm. And I did it one day at a time. Wow. I'm wow. guilty. And, 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 and I feel
1: so blessed. And you don't know this, but Ronnie know, and uh, Mr. Mister Mills know, because Ronnie was my jailhouse lawyer. But I was denied parole on five different occasions. Five days in the case.
0: So, it got to the point where I guess they wanted me to
2: lay down, but I didn't. I stayed, you know, fighting and stuff like that. But the bottom line is, bro, I
1: appreciate this platform. Um, I'm guilty as charged. Uh, I did 40 years. Uh, That's my thing. You know, and um, and, 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 and let me also uh, uh, alert you to the point where to the fact that on the 16th in New Jersey, I've been invited at, to uh, an anti, uh, anti-violence anti um, 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 they're having some type of uh, event, that they want me to speak at that event, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to speak at length
0: like I'm speaking to you now, but my story don't change. I heard you know, that. I heard so that. Whatever I can contribute to keep a person from from going to the graveyard and going to the penitentiary, man, and that's that's the reason why. I think that's my purpose on And that's where we'll, and that is where we'll end it, Brother Agba, Those are strong words. Amen, and brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, brother. No doubt, no doubt. From scared straight to staying straight, for those that have done their bid, Harsh circumstances, to be sure. Paying dues for their actions. Once it's done, what do we do and how do we do it? There are answers. But more importantly, we must plug the cracks in our culture that steers them towards prison in the first place. Thank you, Brother Akbar, for etching the edges with us today. The work continues. And of course, we thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it, so please, like and subscribe. Tell your family, tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Etch The Edges. And don't forget to visit our website at edges.com. Check us out, join the movement, and express your commitment to the cause. A cause for a better America, a better world. Where we all can stand together at the mountaintop. Do it for America. Indeed, do it for a better world. Be good to yourselves and each other. We'll see you next time. Thank you.